Speaking of money, he's money on the mic. Gary Dolphin, voice of Iowa football and basketball. How about that segue, Gary, huh? I'm a pro. <laughs> well, you I've been an admirer of yours forever, uh, Bill, and uh, I, I, I enjoyed your comments right, with a couple of your passionate callers. Uh, you know, the Big Ten needs Michigan State to win. Uh, maybe not back to the Duffy Doherty days, uh, but certainly the Mark D'Antonio days uh, when it was really a healthy, healthy uh, 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 battle each and every Saturday with the likes of Iowa and Purdue and Wisconsin. And so uh, I like the guy they hired. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's a West Coast guy, but to your point, the landscape is changing so much now in the Big Ten. It's a coast-to-coast league that uh, how much recruiting will Big Ten teams do out there? Who knows because of the transfer portal. And, you know, that's a fine balance. You know, Gary, if you look at the Big Ten this year, on and off the field, and mostly off the field, the drama connected to almost every school has been phenomenal. And yes, at not at the level of Michigan and the sign-stealing, but Ohio State got dragged into that. Rutgers, uh, you get, you know, Ference's son and the ultimatum on averaging a certain number uh, for points. I, I've never seen the storylines away from the actual games like I have this year connected to Big Ten football. No, you're exactly right. And uh, <laughs> I've been telling people apparently Iowa is the only state in the country where it's college athletes wager on games, even if it's legal. Uh, that one I'm still scratching my head about. But it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, the social media, everything's instant. Uh, on the news, uh, weather, sports, what have you, Bill. And, uh, so whatever, nothing can hide out there, and it's uh, not that we want it to, but uh, the, the Brian Ferentz, not only the ultimatum on making the numbers, but uh, the bomb that was dropped on him four weeks uh, from the end of the season with Iowa in first place in the West Division and, and the uh, public statement by the athletic department that you absolutely will not be back next year. Uh, as one Iowa booster said, well, what if we average 50 points and and 500 yards the next four weeks? Huh? Well, we'll see. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, but it is it is uh, it has been a strange uh, season uh, uh, year for uh, off the field antics. I mean, Iowa, all the injuries and, and the Ference story and the uh, sports wagering and, and on and on and on. And like you say, nothing to the level of um, what happened in Ann Arbor or what is going on in Ann Arbor and. It sure doesn't appear to have phased the football team on the field anyway. Yeah, both teams. Uh, Iowa 10-2, and two, number 18 yeah. in the country, averaging 18 points a game with little offense. Uh, Michigan navigated all this off the field uh, noise and won at Penn State, won at Maryland, beat Ohio State last Saturday. They're on the other side of that Big Ten championship game. Iowa comes in playing with house money, 23 point Underdog, no pressure on them. I wonder how that comes into play going into this game and during. I, I think it's a factor because of the head coach. Uh, every time somebody draws a line in the sand or throws a gauntlet down in front of this guy, uh, he just burrows back into his office and says, okay. You know, he told me once uh, the three greatest coaches, uh, not counting Joe Moore, who was his high school coach, whom the Offensive Line of the Year award is named after, but the three greatest coaches he ever worked for were uh, uh, Bill Belichick, Ted Marchabroda, and Hayden Fry. Mm. Well, those three had quite the personalities beyond their coaching skills. And obviously, Kirk has taken uh, a basket full of notes from each. And, uh, you know, Hayden Fry was a psychology major, and Ference is not. 
but I'm sure he's using a little bit of Hayden Fry's uh, uh, character and nature in, in rallying the troops, circling the wagons, and uh, the proofs in the pudding. And yeah, their offense has really struggled, especially after Cade McNamara and the two top tight ends went out in game or week three or four, or whatever it was. But uh, Deacon Hill's getting better. The kid hadn't played in three years, and he's getting better and better and better. Now he still has, has some issues. And I can promise you, uh, Lee Sean Williams is going to get the ball a lot Saturday night. The trio running backs are going to try and control the clock. And if Torrey Taylor have to has to kick it to the other end of the stadium all night long, the Hawks are very content playing field position with that defense. Gary Dolphin is a talented voice of Iowa football and basketball, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the huge show across Michigan, Hawkeyes and the Wolverines, Saturday night for the Big Ten Championship. Uh, where do you put this Michigan team uh, that you've seen this year as much as you uh, have caught Wolverine games? Well, where do they rate against the best Big Ten teams you've seen? Well, they're right at the top, uh, Bill, and, and as good as J.J. Uh, McCarthy is and uh, the, the outstanding running backs and uh, you know Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum and the tight ends are spectacular. Uh, the Indiana transfer is really a good player. Uh, it's the defense that really balances uh, uh, Michigan's complete package. Uh, I, I think they're they're very strong in both areas, and especially uh, they, they really jam things up front. They got a couple of returning stars this year. Their linebackers are always solid, and obviously we know what the secondary can do in terms of forcing turnovers, and that, that's typically the key in a game like this. It certainly is the key with Iowa Saturday night. Uh, you know, the Hawkeyes with that defense are usually plus eight, plus ten every year in turnovers. They're minus one. And it has a lot to do with the offense just unable to move the ball and then try and press things. And next thing you know, it's an interception. But they've gotten back. They were minus five or six. They've, they've got, with the help of the defense, they've gotten back to about level 500 on plus minus turnovers. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're very... They're, they're one of the least penalized teams, I, I speak of Iowa, uh, in the Big Ten. And they're going to need to play a near-perfect game to beat this Michigan. I, I, I would say uh, balance is the big thing I see in this Michigan team. It's, it's as good a team and obviously as well-coached a team as, as, as I can remember going back to the Schembechler era. One thing I noticed, and I was at the Ohio State game at the Big House, this is by far collectively as a unit on defense, the fastest Michigan team to the football that I've seen on, on defense. Yeah, and, and that's a mouthful because I was there in 2021 when it got away from Iowa late in the first half, ended up being 42-3 in favor of Michigan at Lucas Oil Field. And I thought up until that point, that might have been the fastest Michigan defense led by the incomparable Aiden Hutchison. And they had great linebackers that year. But but I think I go back to the word balance. I, I think this defense uh, front to back is as balanced as I can remember. Now, uh, you know, we have we played Michigan, uh, what, three straight years, I believe, counting the regular season and the playoffs. And, and, and they're all they've all been good. But uh, I I would put that 21 defense at least in the neighborhood with uh, with this defense this year. Not as balanced, though, and, and I agree with you there. On the speed end, probably the fastest. You're probably accurate there. 
I had Tom uh, Kakert on earlier from HawkeyeReport.com, and I said it really is about the strengths of Iowa, which you mentioned, he mentioned, it's defense and special teams. That's our game plan. It is. It, it is. And, and they've been joined at the hip uh, all, all year long. Uh, Tory Taylor, uh, just a phenomenal leg, averaging 48 yards a punt. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's number one in the country, but it's certainly top five. He's a finalist for the Ray Guy Award. Uh, Ed Podolak, who does the games with me, uh, who knows a little bit some about great football, uh, played against Ray Guy. And he said he'd, he'd never seen anybody hit the ball as high as he could. Maybe Reggie Roby would come close. Uh, Reggie, uh, another former great Hawkeye. But he said Tory Taylor mechanically is uh, very close to Ray Guy. Uh, and Ray Guy, would just, the, the, the key with Ray Guy was he'd hit it up so high, you'd probably uh, wait 30 seconds for it to come down. He, 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 and, and that's where Tory Taylor, he can do that. He can position the ball outside the numbers to get it to go out of bounds where he wants. He can back it up inside the five or the 10 yard line. He's re- really been remarkable. Just one in a, a line of many great Australian punters. I think there are 60 that dot college rosters this year. Gary Dolphin, love hearing his voice on the show on Hawkeye football and basketball games. Iowa, Michigan, Big Ten championship on Saturday night. Gary, safe travels to and from the game. Look forward to our next conversation. I always look forward to that, Huge. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, back at you. Gary Dolphin checking in on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line.